Space Corps Directive 5011708109720 says all dwarfers must listen to Dwarfcast. Uh, uh, Mr. Rimmer, sir, I think you'll find... Shut up, Crichton, I'm right. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Sunday evening post-Dimension Jump Dwarfcast. Ah. Uh, we have all finally assembled after not bothering to do so uh, last night uh, or, the, or earlier today. We owe you nothing. Uh, we'll go around quickly and tell you who's here. Uh, I'm Seb, uh, we've got Tanya, Ian, Capsie, hey. yeah. Jez, John, yep. Danny Hello. and Mick over in the corner. Howdy. Hello there. So, let's go. Let's talk. DJ. Well, so, yeah. has a fucking great time. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Where did we leave off the last one? Uh, we <laughs> left off. We did um, Saturday morning, so we're starting from Saturday evening. Oh, costume right. competition, oh, which is no. a brilliant oh, idea. Yeah. I hear you're a racist now, Father. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can do this. So, yeah. should we? Ex- we will explain yeah. for uh, those who weren't there. There's um, there's a man. Well, <laughs> yeah. to let, let me start at the beginning. <laughs> There's a man who comes to every DJ who has a weird, creepy puppet and is weird and creepy. And he um, he kept, went up to Ian and said, because um, he well he arrived at DJ with a pudding haircut exactly like Dwayne did. Except it was actually exactly like Black Adder in series one. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I pointed out by Chris Barry, I think. Yeah, um, and. Uh, he went up to Ian just before, uh, on the Saturday afternoon and said, yeah, "I'm going to." He took me through his um, his costume Transformation. idea. He said, it's going to take me a while to put the makeup on, and that rang an alarm. <laughs> 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 I warned him against uh, doing it. I informed uh, the rest of the team that I think we should stop him, but somehow it slipped through. And uh, doing what though? Because I think makeup isn't enough oh, to yes. explain what. Uh, this man, this white man. Uh, <laughs> With the shit haircut. Yeah. Yes. up to become Dwayne Dibley. <laughs> it was a special moment. It was brilliant enough. For, I wasn't in the main Ooh, room when it happened. It, so. Well, it, it, it was, it was and I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say, I mean, there was an initial moment of laughter as people kind of saw it, and then people realised what was going on. <laughs> and it really was, if anyone's seen the producers, after Springtime for Hitler finishes and the entire audience are just sat with their mouths agape, there were people just sat there, not saying anything, just staring, going, Awkward. oh really? my God. To which Fucking he took awkward. as a great sign of approval. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Similarly, just before he went out on stage, he was in the green room, as was Danny John Jules. Mm. And Danny John Jules was doing the open mouthed agape, not saying anything but slightly filling with rage, which he mistook as a sign of, he's impressed. Yeah, um, and I have to say that uh, Rocky Marshall, comparing the competition, <laughs> yeah. did an absolutely superb job of diffusing. And basically, what he did was he made it funny. Yeah. It wasn't funny that the guy had blacked up. What was funny was when Rocky, as he went past, turned around and said, "Bring calls to mind my days as a Northern club comedian in the seventies." Um, and that, at least, yeah. you know, uh, well, he then also later called him the UK Independence Party candidate. <laughs> um, broke the ice, but it like, broke the tension. Yeah, sort of, in a way that we were like, we can get on with it. And yeah, because otherwise I think there might have been a danger of someone. It, yeah. However, it. we should also mention the other costumes. Like uh, we yes. had the gingham and the fiddle, yeah. and you get them every year. And, you know, do. it's always good to see. But but you know, the, they did actually make them themselves and stuff. So I thought. What else was there? Well, there was the well, the winner was uh, Amy as a leopard lager can, which, which was difficult to I'm dispute. Sure she wins every year. She, she, uh, I don't know if she wins every year, but she always every has something year. massive and elaborate every year. Um, it's very good. 
Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was very good. There was also, unfortunately, not placed was a tu- the tube of Bongella. Yeah. Now, the thing that I liked about the tube of Bongella was that I don't know if everyone caught it had written on it that, that minty, minty flavour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that didn't get placed, whereas Dwayne Dibley came second. Yeah. Uh, and I can't actually recall who came third. Oh, they, there was was it the family? It was a family. Yeah, yeah, yeah there was a Dibley family that was so a, I think a father and mother. They, they, they didn't black up. Yeah. And neither did they grab a black kiss in the ball ring either. And. You know. yeah. Oh, I didn't see the, his second bout of racism, which was today. I, yes, I well, no. Well, well, should well, we get on to that? Yeah, well, we, okay, yeah. we'll get on to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, but other than that, the cost no. competition was, you know, good. There was, a, there was a pretty good. There weren't many. There was a good standard of entry. Interesting that we now have a new addition to the canon, uh, which is that we had people doing Katarina. We had two Katarinas in the competition. Oh, yeah. I approve. Uh, one of whom was the <laughs> the author of the book that was being sold uh, oh, next to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ruth. She's, she's nice. Um, she's yes. Nice very very nice. Lady. Um, I have actually bought a book, so I'll review it for GMT. Well, luckily, yeah. if you love Red Dwarf, then you'll love that as well. <laughs> that is yeah, true. Apparently, yeah. I, I did pick that up yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was the somewhere. subliminally around the hotel. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so it was a costume competition, that which was, was fine as it ever was. Um, Same as well, ever was. Rocky does it really well as yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He's really good. 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 Rocky's it's, terrific. Yeah. Uh, free, free I, sp- I spent a long time chatting to a drunken Rocky who was expounding his idea for a Doctor Who, a three-part Doctor Who story involving the Master. Um, <laughs> that, that was quite enjoyable. No. I like, well, <laughs> geeking out with Mike Tucker yeah. and Rocky about Doctor Who is always fun. Yeah. At a Red Dwarf convention. Was it because we're coming on to um, the FX team? What, who out of the FX team was supposed to be here this weekend? Um, Pete Taylor. That, that, it's well, complicated. We all were invited, all really mm. wanted to, but only Alan and Mike were available. Right. And it was a cracking yeah. show. Pete Taylor and Alan Brandon couldn't turn up. It was. It was the it was the art of the Red Dwarf visual effects. They, rather than bringing us a load of photos and, and behind the scenes stories, what they brought us were concept drawings. Uh, from various people at various stages of design. Now there were some things that had been seen before such as the white midget design. Uh, For me I think there were two, maybe three things of particularly massive interest. Uh, One was Seabug 4. Which was what they were going to do for Back to Reality which was Starbug made to look like Thunderbird 4 (laughs) in yellow. What I want to know though is why Rob and Doug rejected it. Um, I don't know. I don't think they liked it. I don't... I, I mean, well, I, was, I, was, I was talking to Mike about it afterwards and I said, you know, well, actually, mm-hmm. the circumstance worked out because, you know, by the time Back to Reality was the, the last episode of the series, they needed to be on Starbug in Back to Reality yeah. so that you'd have the follow through. Yeah. But that's afterward circumstance. Okay. Back when it was being planned to be the first episode, yeah. I don't know why they couldn't have used it. I was really good to Well, that isn't there also the, the, the kind of issue that it's. Thunderbird 4. It could have been the same. <laughs> is it is maybe a similar that. kind of yeah. thing to, you know, the cut shot with the um, weapon coming out? <coughs> Which is that cut oh, from? Dun- yeah, is it Dumbbell? White, Dumb- White Hole. Oh, is it like that? Is that that's that the Iron Thinking That's very Thunderbird physical action. Yeah, yeah. Kind of um, and, the, and then the other thing was, because I don't know if this had been seen before or not, their idea for when they were going to redesign Dwarf for Series 8 for the how Dwarf was meant to look. That's on Body Snatcher. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So ignore me then, because that's not. No, but it's brilliant. Another before. another mention I think was a fantastic design as well was the uh, the unused hologram. Um, the, oh, Latin, the big H. Yeah. yeah. Oh, with that the was terrific. And it was yeah. the way yeah. front, no one noticed it. I might say now this is an interesting one because if you look at it, it's a big H, <laughs> and everyone went. Ah, <laughs> see what you. It was a bit like there. when he was talking about Starbuck Four, and he was describing, oh, this is Starbuck Four. This is for the underwater, and he went. 
and it would have been yellow and everyone went, ah. <laughs> and the black writing went, um, oh I see what you did there <laughs> yeah and the other thing actually that was a little factoid which I don't believe was known before um, they the eventual design of Mike's for the uh, beast from self-loathing beast from Terraform oh, yeah. was Mike's design for the destroyer in Battlefield yeah. Doctor Who, <laughs> uh, and obviously they went to And what was also interesting was the way that they ended up going for the destroyer in Battlefield looked not dissimilar to what I think Rocky's design was for the self-loathing beast that was a bit more demonic. And, yeah, the, the, but that was that was the, the fact that Red Dwarf got a rejected design from Doctor Who uh, <laughs> yeah, is quite nice. As if there wasn't enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so then, after the effects, boys, it what was a uh, slightly too brief segment from Stephen Wickham. Now, I couldn't yeah. figure out what happened there. Was it brief because there wasn't enough time? Was it brief because they were worried there wouldn't be enough questions? Or um, a bit of both. I, I think a bit of both. Bit I of think both. We, we didn't want to keep... I wasn't privy to all the decisions, but I think... It was we didn't want to keep Hattie and John waiting too long because they were doing a full-on performance. Yeah, right. oh, that was a long. Uh, which we'll get onto. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. This wasn't like as if like Stephen Wickham had nothing that people didn't ask it. He, he got yeah, enough questions. He got enough questions, yeah. and he could have probably done another ten minutes. He was so. very, he did very warming, and you know everyone, everyone yeah. took well. And, 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 and as Ian observed, awkward, he's got William G. Stewart's voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered what. Yeah. The interesting thing though is there's been past DJs where people haven't had enough questions and that was never an issue that is true the whole weekend yeah. sometimes we're a bit slow moment. to get going well I would I would still say I don't, well, we will come to this but uh, there weren't enough people looking to ask Doug got enough questions but there weren't enough people wanting to ask, ask questions, questions in yeah, my opinion true. but we'll come we'll to that we'll come to that because after Stephen Wickham comes Hattie Hayridge and John Lenahan <laughs> Cabaret sort of double act but not quite yeah because they all they the went between yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was just absolutely brilliant it, uh, and I think yeah she said as much on stage or one of the two said as much on stage but they did a gig together two weeks ago got chatting about the fact that Hattie was after to do DJ and then said Oh, you should come. You should come. Yeah, you should come for free. You should come for free, and you should do a cabaret. <laughs> and he did. And he did. <laughs> and and well, he I mean, loved it. And he sold loads of books. Yeah. And he was <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So we we had Hattie doing stand up. Have you guys all seen Hattie do stand up before? No, no, I never no. had. No, never. Uh, and that was well, great. Comedy yeah. style stuff, yeah, but not like yeah. not yeah, like yeah, an actual. Yeah. She was yeah. very very funny. Fantastic. It's funny how she's just like it, it seems like it's a different person. You know, when you see her she, as a Q and A, you know. But you know, as soon as she's you know stood in front of the mic, she just looks every inch that you know. Well, yeah. she's she definitely she definitely holds back yeah. when she's doing like Q and A stuff. If she wants, to. Yeah. she could event she could she could easily just go into a routine if she wanted to. But you know, for a fact, her cogs are whirring, going no, 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 we'll save that. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah keep yeah, that in the back. She doesn't feel the need to perform when she it, does That's Q&A it. Yeah, so, we never expecting it to. She's perform, so comfortable so, yeah. in front of this audience that yeah. it's just. A one-on-one chat so that happens so, to have a microphone going on. Yeah. So what happened? John Lenahan sort of did like a smallish set to start with. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, I was I, I arrived yeah, late slightly, so I, I arrived sort of during Hattie's John thing. O- so. John opened the set with uh, a couple of quick tricks. Chop. Sure. Introduced Hattie, uh, who did. She was like the compare for that. It was longer than that. 15, I don't know. Yeah, I would say about twenty minutes. Yeah, really? twenty minutes set, and then. Uh, John took back over and closed with about 20 minutes of Oh, and it was just super. I mean, I, I last saw John where in Bedford. Oh, was it Bedford or Coventry? Bedford. With Bedford. Oh, yeah. right, okay. Uh, yeah, and he just was fantastic. And, you know, I, 
I love John Lennon. Much I, of his I was really happy that he was turned yeah. up. It was like Much a really nice surprise. The same as it was five years ago. Mm-hmm. But, but I however, it was still fantastic. It's still good to and he improvises so well. Yeah, he's brilliant with crowds. And he did a one-liner about uh, racism, man, as well. <laughs> and what I, what I love about that is he didn't just stay out the room, come in, do his set, then fuck off. He was part yeah. of the convention and did the back references, being paying attention. Yeah. It's really, really great. Mm. Yeah, so that, that was terrific. Which is why I don't think anybody had any compunction about taking on his suggestion of shouting at Doug and telling Doug to make sure <laughs> Toaster was in the next series. Original Toaster. Although, yeah. I love David Ross as well, so it would be great if they would find a, a place for David Ross. I think it should even just a cameo of another yeah. character, maybe just even anywhere oh, would be cool. Yeah. Anyways, we'll get to that. Or a dual boot we'll get to that. Yeah. Or Toaster Wars. And uh, after that, we had the disco. Yeah. Um, which I wasn't really into until about <laughs> half twelve. When Craig Charles suddenly appeared and, and faded down Doctor in the TARDIS halfway through, but, but carry on. Did carry on with an absolutely amazing set. Yeah, there was a. Well, it wasn't was just on. him though, was it? There was his mate Snowboy that does quite a lot of DJing and various uh, and the, and pieces. Danny. And Danny came along and, and, yeah. and I think the issue that they they had with that though was the resident DJ or whatever his name was didn't seem to acknowledge the fact that Craig is a BBC radio DJ and kept leaning over and twiddling his knobs and turning his bass uh, and Craig's going, what are, you, what are you doing? <laughs> they, should oh have, they must have messed with his music. He, he, he ju- it just assumed that he was, oh, here's the famous guy who's come to turn up and do some DJ, yeah, and not really here's the man who earns a living, well, not earns his entire living, but earns yeah. a living as a DJ. Not just a living as a Not just a radio DJ, live DJ. He yeah. just does do clubbing. He does do clubbing. Yeah, he does clubbing. Oh, is it? He came straight from from his uh, six music show which you recorded in Manchester came straight in turned up at half midnight he was supposed to do half an hour but just kept going he's, he, was he always does so it much. in Manchester does he the six yeah. music show no, he always yeah. yeah and he also does he also does tons of live sets at the elbow room in Leeds as well yeah. he's, he's like constantly, Mark constantly in Leeds all the time I never really yeah, got to see him I should do because if it's anything like that I really want to go now he yeah. does that kind of stuff. I mean, there's oh, some fantastic stuff in there. Yeah. He's quite he genuinely astounding. knows how to get a crowd going. That's mm-hmm. the thing. That was a cool thing. He genuinely did. and you can just the enthusiasm of just watching it. It's just so cool to watch him, just how much he gets into the music. It's just oh, it's so cool. I will admit, I wasn't paying a huge amount of attention to Craig's set. I was paying more attention on how I was going to get rid of the double vision I was experiencing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what happens? That's, that's technically the last item on the agenda for Saturday that's what, that's what That's what DJ had. <laughs> okay, that's what, that's what DJ had planned for us. <laughs> yeah. However, what However, we planned for DJ... Well, we what actually happened Craig is... <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. Craig finished his DJ set and came to play with us. Didn't seem to want to go to bed. <laughs> 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 seemed to want to stay up with all manner of fans freely chatting well, was, and yeah. drinking and having a laugh until half past six in the morning. Yeah. Was it I mean, Craig at the well, piano it now seems to have become a tradition. It's yeah. you'd almost expected now. It was quite a small little clique, and I think that's why he stayed up, and then all of a sudden, every word got round, and everybody gravitated towards, and he got a bit yeah. overwhelmed again and disappeared. And it, it, it kind of ebbed and flowed, because it was like, uh, Craig moved away, everyone thought, oh, he's gone, yeah. oh, he's gone to bed or whatever, and then everyone kind of found him, and it kind of word got round again, everyone kind of bunched around him again, and he moved away, and everyone bunched I, around him again, and it kind of happened all night. So just to, be, to be honest, that's yeah. part of the, I remember walking in, it was about three o'clock, yeah. and that felt so weird that actually I just walked off, because it, 
it felt slightly strange. I didn't want to sit down. I was like, oh, look, it's Craig Charles. It's like kind of a bit weird. It was so I just walked off and went. Actually, I went to bed. What was really strange was like every so often you sort of see it was like, and we just got more. It started off where Craig was just kind of sat with sort of, and then sort of Seb started getting talked to him, and he just got a bit more, and then eventually sort of gravitated towards us and started talking to us, and then eventually we just kind of pretty much stood in a huddle with like Tim and pretty much three other people and we're just chatting with him and it was just and amazing and later on it got a little it, bit messy it got a little bit messy we were all very drunk including Craig yes and there was very a, bad drunk there was a lot of laughing and Craig being bent over because of something that Jesmond said yeah. well, having to have two of us hold him up because he was laughing so there, there was some slight corruption I think it's definitely going to go on my CV that I broke Craig Charles <laughs> but there was also destroyer of Craig Charles I am the destroyer of Charles usually yeah. that's left to the mirror of course <laughs> but it was just nice he, 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 he so seemingly got very relaxed with us very quickly as opposed to being overwhelmed by the crowd as it were yeah. and yeah. just let loose and but he was talking to absolutely even when there oh, was, was 20 yeah, strong yeah. people there he, 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 anyone he who talked around. to him he yeah. talked to and he was you know it wasn't particularly he, he, he wasn't ring fenced by this you know by a, in, no. in a group no. you know anything like that it was, no. it was, uh, it was he just he, he was just in the mood to stay up and chat and he didn't care who it was with Anybody yeah. wanted to come and, and it was, chat with I've, equal. I've never sort of. I'm sorry, yeah, I was really, yeah, every time I do that, it probably just blows on the mic. Um, uh, yeah, it basically ended up sort of gravitating towards the piano and everyone was just gathering around that and stuff, and that was just, oh, that was just amazing. Until yeah. the four o'clock piano band came in. Yeah, and the guy came oh, and said, Look, well, that, well yeah. that was because everyone was singing Journey at top volume. <laughs> um, well, that's what you get for singing guy. fucking Journey. Isn't it? <laughs> Don't. It's a crowd journey. Shut up. Set the please the crowd, but set the pissed off the hotel. Anyways. Anyway. Excuse me, uh, I think I can hear Craig Charles playing uh, piano. <laughs> I'm a Daily Mirror reader, so I don't <laughs> much care for the man. I'm, I also watch EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> so, so, I think that's about so as much as we can say about that, not, yeah. isn't it? So there's not a lot of us slept. Uh, and so everybody Including was Ellard, pretty dead on well, uh, Sunday morning. No, that's the first time he's done an all-nighter in quite a considerable time. Well, it's yeah, but he's, he's still got previous. <laughs> and yet, I mean, the very first thing on Sunday was probably the biggest thing of the entire weekend, even though it was something we already knew was coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which was the fact <laughs> that Fact's Doug Daler has announced that uh, there's going to be six new episodes on Dave to air in September next year. Do you know what the really the, the thing I'm most excited about? Go on. Full half hours in 40 minutes. Slot. Yeah, it's going to be in a 40 minute slot on Dave. Um, and of course, everyone's excited about the fact that they want to do it in front of an audience as long as. I mean, evidently, Doug really wants to, but just needs yeah. to convince Dave. Because yeah. yeah. the thing is, look, if you look at it from Dave's point of view, Batsworth was a massive success, and having an audience in, even if you forget about all the other stuff to do with audiences, it's more expensive. Mm. Spe- speaking of Batsworth being a massive success, just quickly, Doug mentioned a figure that, including the repeats, for aggregated viewer totals, back to earth got 11, 11 million viewers. I don't know quite how useful they get that is as a figure. Though. No, Are but it's individual that's viewers? pretty. I mean, that's individual well, views no, for each episode. Like and, by three. But even so, I mean, that's that's a lot more than I would have thought was actually the case. I was just wonder if that's actually, well. I'm not saying Doug lying or anything. It just seems an odd figure. But it it's great. It, it's it true, seems to me so. to be quite a conveniently large figure. 
you can <laughs> twist figures at all yeah, you want, and it just happens to be twisted into 11 million that's yeah. all uh, anyway uh, but then obviously because of this new announcement everyone's all all their questions were basically gravitated towards the new series obviously yeah, yeah. excellent yeah. Um, um, such as I have to um, hear some of these answers well yeah. he um, the um, <laughs> it's it's series X or series 10 uh, officially uh, okay. officially well, that's how uh, back, back to Earth is being considered a series 9 which I think everyone can agree Fair is eminently sensible yeah. Yeah, well, um and, and it means that he was right when he made that joke in our GMT interview. Yeah, <laughs> there won't be a series nine, but there might be a series ten. Um, and the the question was raised, I believe, by Carrie about whether they were going to go back and do the nine year gap. And he said, "Well, quite rightly, and this is obviously using Doctor Who as the model. Yeah. There is no point in in your opening yeah. when you're trying to win people over, getting bogged down yeah. in resolving something that they won't all have seen." But he does acknowledge that it needs to be done and will probably and will be, do it. Be done at a later yeah. point. But, yeah. but I reckon yeah. it'll probably be done in some sort of. They said something, something that's like a. Something. It could even be done like a graphic yeah. novel, like Prelude to Anarchy or something like that. It could easily okay. be done. Well, I mean, yeah. th- I think he suggested he would want to do it on screen, but it would be more. It wouldn't necessarily be going back and doing an episode that dealt with it. It would be. You want to know what happened? You'll find out what happened. I, I would guess episode, either in a flashback yeah. or even in a description. Yeah. Going back to the um, audience. Like obviously costing more is an interesting question is because he also talked about um, the model shots and how they yeah. he what was it he hinted that he wanted well, yeah. That, yeah, he, he wanted, wanted but he was very careful but, to kind of not build up a false hope yeah, with that yeah. but if you like say hypothetically it's a completely worthless question but still if you had to choose between a live studio audience and model shots which one would you go for model shots audience would you ah, oh I see it I don't depends, know uh, what Doug wants to do with the series actually yeah. that it depends point, on yeah. whether it, it depends on whether his writing style is in the same vein as Back to Earth yeah. or whether he's trying well, to go put it this way I, I would take Back to Earth with model shots but I would take yeah. series mm. 6 with audience you know? yeah. the stupid thing is a live audience can't be replaced with anything else whereas model shots cannot be replaced yeah. with CGI so you can have actually a live audience can be replaced with shooting them and then showing it to an audience well, yeah, Shoot okay. Right, so, oh, sorry, seven. sorry, right, yeah. okay. Oh, I see what you mean. Right. But that wouldn't, yeah, that'd be bollocks. That, I don't yeah. think they'd have The dynamic's different that. between the cast. Sorry, I heard laugh track, man. The odd thing about it was it was what? Pre production was, when was it? October? Uh, Pre production starting in October, October, shooting for three months in uh, November, November December, January. And then showing it in autumn 2012. Why is there like this eight month gap? Um, I largely, I would imagine it would be to do with the amount of CGI. Cause well, there's that. And also Bear schedules in mind of doing the CGI. Yeah, and well, and also, I don't even think it's the amount of time it's going to take them to make the programme. It's if it's not going to be ready. For spring, which yeah. is a good time to launch a program, it's not going to go in summer because you don't launch a program in summer. So autumn is the best time of year. To well, that's like series six, that. actually, isn't it? Yeah, they had it ready exactly for spring. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, we'll get right, a script back in between that time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another interesting one, actually, is that because I raised the question of, come on, now that you're back on TV, can we have the movie script in some form? And he said, well, no, because I still want to make the movie. Yeah, so he really still thinks the movie's wow. going to happen and he still it's wants to make it happen so we have to stop way. asking him if we can have the script because he reckons it's not dead and buried he did say quite a bit more about that in the Q&A session we'll which brings us on to uh, uh, the first in an occasional new series <laughs> uh, Jesmond's Coffee Lounge Connellations <laughs> uh, uh, are we going to attempt the jingle for this a live jingle yeah what are we calling it? Jasmine's uh, <laughs> Coffee Lounge. Uh, cock. cock. <laughs> we might drop Two, one. Three, it. Four. 
Jesmond's Coffee Lounge. Cough. Cough. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Sponsored it, by it's Nesh actually Cafe. about as good as the TV Burt one. I'm going to harmonise that. <laughs> we need to get this. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> what did Doug say in the coffee lounge that he didn't say in the main room? You money. Um, most. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be me. Um, Quite a few things. <laughs> <laughs> Want to be in you. <laughs> Quite a few things, but mostly from very pointed questions from me. <laughs> Basically. He was trying to, to just have a, a nice general chat uh, and ask them a few direct things. You want to grill him. Um, there was some insinuation, like you say, he's definitely wanting to make the movie script, and he did explain about how he changed the budgetary dynamic and, mm. and scaled things down. It does very much seem like he wants to do a book of the film. Because um, that's another thing that I would have thought to ask him actually is, have you ever got any plans to write any more novels? Yes, he but does. He does. He wants to do a book of what his plan is with the film. He sort of what an actual novel. Yeah, and make a novel. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> he works for Arthur C. Clarke and, uh, <laughs> and other science fiction type now? people. <laughs> um, and a few other bits and pieces. He gave away some information which some people may know may already have been rumour-mongered as to some episode plans that are quite firmly fixed in his head. These are very exciting. Okay. Um, like, for now, example... Uh, sorry, I say, this is quite spoilery. Oh, massive, yeah. so I don't, I massive, massive spoiler alert. Um, yeah. And this is stuff that hasn't been officially yeah. announced, so you really should wind on or stop if you really don't want any spoilers. Yes. Yeah, just mute it. Yeah. And, and then, and then when you think you it. think you've not heard the spoiler, then unmute it. Now, yeah. now that I think about it, this was technically a private conversation, but let's just uh, yeah. let's just go whatever. Uh, Get on with gossip for that bit. Crack yeah. on. Fuck it. Well, I wasn't directly told not to repeat anything. No, no. There no. we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, a few of the ideas that Doug's got that he very much would like to pursue, and by saying would like to pursue, he was talking like they're concrete in his head. Uh, um, Rimmer will be having a certain degree of interactions with his brother. Um, because as you <laughs> may well be aware from certain episodes there is quite a lot of family conflict yeah um, but Rimmer's brothers have traditionally always been played by Chris more split squads yeah anyway yep um, trying not to give too many bits of details there was um, a few other bits and pieces what he's wanting to do with Craig and Lister was quite interesting he wants to explore the father dynamic um, as <laughs> Some fans may be aware Lister is his own father, <laughs> <laughs> and Doug was co quite liking to play with the idea of Lister's never had a father, but he has been being fatherly to himself, basically getting himself to a state of near unconsciousness and writing Father's Day cards and Get Well Soon cards and wow. fatherly <laughs> advice letters That's to himself, mental. and then getting himself to a state of inebriation whereby he completely loses all memory, so when he be then becomes ill, Crichton can come forward with a Get Well Soon card from his father and things like that, and exploring that dynamic. That is, <laughs> that is absolutely fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's a bit thanks for the memory, but even so, well, there's nothing wrong with being I don't know whether I'm memory. incredibly tired. Well, I do. <laughs> you know you are. I can't get my head around that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain it later with pictures. Basically, it, it, it's, really it's really going to be yeah, a, a, a certain sounds. degree of Lister having sat in the corner and had a word with himself. There's going to be some, yeah. some degrees of realisation as to, well, you're pining over this girl. What have you got to offer this girl? You've got no job. You've got no life. You don't do anything. The ship's falling in bits around you. You do bugger all to maintain the ship. 
you're not doing anything to pursue an education for yourself. If you got the girl, what would she do and stay with you? And 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 through this dynamic of leaving videos and writing notes for himself, he will sort of explore that and have maybe have a period of time where he might be, um, what would be the word, productive. <laughs> It sounds like very much like a Futurama type episode, that, actually. Yeah. It's yeah. very much like, it's well, like the Seymour episode or something like that, where it's sort of slowly kind of given throughout all... It sounds leaders, like it's Mary's Compare from, that to some of the plots of Series 8. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this isn't, film some women in the show. this isn't just <laughs> Doug wants to do a new series of a sitcom He's and be very sitcom-y and jokes so and really much. obvious stuff that just happens to be Red That's Dwarf. Amazing. He's taking this places, yeah. it's stuff he wants to do with the characters, and that's... And even if some of these ideas aren't used, this is a really good insight into how he's thinking at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and Doug was also talking about, um, or rather, I was pointedly questioning Doug about. Um, granted, the budget may not allow for direct model shots, um, and he's going to have to pursue the CGI route, but can we do our damnedest to have a physical scutter back on set for the levels of interactions <laughs> yeah. that go okay. with it as well? And he was quite keen about that. Um, but. He, he, he sort of hinted that it would be like has been done before, which would be a blend of CGI scutter and model scutter. I really no, hope that it means we get Mike and the boys in again. I hope yeah, they can yeah. afford yeah. the model. For, yeah. Yeah. No, it was if not for proper full miniature shots, then for physical for stuff like scutters. Yeah. 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 But he did also mention the question of the budget again and the fact that the scutters cost thirty-five grand a piece. <laughs> Does anyone like that bloody CGI scutter then back to earth? Regardless in of whether you like yes. back to earth. It was needed. Yes. I thought it was fucking awful. But it was neat, you know. It was, it was nice to have a scutter in there. I, I would choose not to. Well, Johnny's critical of back to. No, it's just that scutter thing. It's just, I'd rather not have it there because all I'm doing is looking at it. The whole point of the scutters is they're fucking there yeah, and physical. Yeah. If you can't do it properly, don't bother. All right. Anyway. You can't say anything nice. Don't say anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, and you got any other juicy revelations? Uh, I'm just trying to think. Um, what else got mentioned? Was any other? Oh, yes. A, a, another very strong plot dynamic that is going to be affecting, or is going to be the, sort of the core of his entire series plan, as it were. I could have worded that better. I'm sorry. Is also a massive, massive spoiler. So you know, put your ears yeah. in your ears and go la 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 la. Um, Doug is planning on the ship having an unfound cargo bay, Ooh. a massive cargo area that's not yet been discovered, be it having been rebuilt by the nanobots or whatever may be, or sealed away since the accident, or whatever may be. But <laughs> it's going to be an area that's been an automatic docking station for updates that's been coming from Earth, hardware and software updates for the ship. Very, pretty much like the post pod tracking yeah. the ship all this time so the ship is going to be basically these hardware and software updates are going to be discovered the ship is going to be brought back up to near fully functional form and upgraded and things are going to be made better and shiny and all the rest of it and then of course in true Red Dwarf style there are going to be some issues with it so there may well be a few viruses in these updates that cause all kinds of bits of firewire yeah. but yeah another big playground of well here's the thing because what you said about it's going to feed into how he's going to approach the whole series, and this is something I've not really thought before, but Red Dwarf might have a series arc. <laughs> a Doctor Who style arc series throughout the series. Series 6 technically has one. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. not one that runs. But it's basically, yeah. basically, it's that we don't, that they're looking for Red Dwarf. That's kind of. You get the first no, episode, yeah, that, that's not a story. That's a. Situation. It's a dynamic that's the situation, situation yeah. for the yeah. series. It has its own situation. However, but. An actual story mm. that goes from episode to episode 
with the exception of multi-part stories, which are a different beast because they're labelled as part one, part two. Mm. That's never been done before. Mm. That's also, really exciting. The idea of the ship kind of having this reboot also stands the reason that there's no reason why they couldn't bring back Holly in one incarnation or another. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yes. Yet again, yeah. the um, audience wants um, to it, it, yeah. Interesting stuff, going back to the series numbering. <sighs> series 9 had quite a strong story arc across the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it was named part 1, part 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah and, well, I would think... I, it would seem that he probably wants to bring Hattie back. Oh, sorry, well, probably wants to bring Holly back. And we know it's not going to be Norman. <laughs> well, there is well, no good no, reason no, not no, to no, be no, uh, We're speaking about Norman in the mm. Q&A. It seems like Doug doesn't have a problem with Norman. It's not what's Doug doesn't consider the bridge burn, basically. No, Doug no. doesn't consider the bridge burn. Uh, it's up to Norman to not to, be a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> not but even, but even so, yes. even if that's the case, I don't actually... And I know we all think we all think this anyway. We, you know, I'm sure everyone's but in agreement. There is no... Specific reason why Norman should be chosen over Holly uh, over Hattie at this no, stage, no. Um, and what Norman has done should work in Hattie's favour. Even Absolutely. if Norman is apologetic and says he wants to come back, Hattie has never done any, anything of the sort. Why should she not be given a chance this time? Norman Every was given the chance for Series A. DJ knows that it's impossible to not get along with Hattie. Yeah. yeah. Whereas it is very possible to not get along with Norman. But Hattie Hattie's did nothing wrong in her work, in her performance, or anything. Work. And uh, um, I just, I, I think it's about the right time for Hattie to kind of be... Step back in. It is the general feeling, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of, it's been, it's been as long as sort of Norman's been away than when he came back. It's the same now amount of time from Hattie from being, you know, end of Series 5 to... Even longer. Now, well, exactly. Yeah. So there's... 20 no years. Yeah, I think longer in terms of time taken to make the episodes. True. Yes. The exactly. same sort of. But I mean, it would be fantastic to bring Hattie back, or even just just bring Holly back. But it would it should be Hattie, yeah. or yeah. or even just like as a joke to bring other people in as like a maybe a, a delay well, Tony Hawk's or that's the thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. The one thing that is clear from all these little tidbits is that Doug is very uh, clearly very keen to make a series in a way that will not hamstring in any, him in any way. There are going to be no limits to what um, to what he wants to do. I mean, oh yeah, we'll just we'll just bring in Rimmer's brother. You know, he's not he's not he's clearly not worrying about the situation hamstringing any of his wants or needs. Stop saying. Uh, fuck up, Birmingham. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. Birmingham. Fuck. Birmingham fuck. 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 Uh, and I think unless you've got anything else, that's the end of our segment. I do believe uh, that's it. Jez's coffee lounge cock. It was just his jazz. It's cock. And uh, during that segment, we've been joined in the pod by fan club team member Joe Sharples. In the pod? Yes, in right. the pod. All right, Glenn Denning. AC Jimbo. <laughs> oh, uh, the Guardian Football Weekly. <laughs> the team member. Um, we wish we were Guardian so Football Weekly. Yes. Uh, yeah. Says he. So now we've. Uh, Moved on from spoiler territory, I've just got um, a, a little anecdote on the subject of Doug in general. In that I only got you know, a few minutes with him over the course of the weekend, um, but I, I spoke to him and he seemed to be quite unaware of just how much Red Dwarf and I, his work has impacted on people's lives. He seemed to be genuinely delighted and shocked when I told him, you know, that most of the people no, here have met most of their best friends through Red Dwarf. Mm. And <laughs> yeah. they were, you know, meeting yeah. at DJ. 
I told him obviously I met my girlfriend through Red Dwarf and wouldn't be together. Told him you know, there's people like there's there's children that exist. <laughs> they're born, born of people that have met through Red Dwarf that those children would not have been born without Doug and he seems really <laughs> has, by he didn't realise this has anyone ever been conceived of DJ? we'll find out in about nine months <laughs> <laughs> I mean, conversely um, there, are, there are children that Doug Naylor has denied life to <laughs> <laughs> because there would have been other relationships <laughs> Right, let me just make this very no. clear. Doug Naylor. <laughs> Naylor has not killed children. That's not killed children. No. Are you saying Doug Naylor is the Inquisitor? <laughs> However, you're, that that would suggest that the majority of people who come to DJ would have a chance of meeting people really outside of Red Dwarf <laughs> fandom. And let, let's be honest, that's a very good point. Purely ludicrous. It's just nonsense. Um, that is lovely. So. Then what? Someone um, get the schedule. Right, well, we don't. Oh, no, ignore the schedule that went. After, yeah, after the coffee morning, there was lunch. So nothing happened then. Yeah. yeah. And oh, after oh, lunch, yes. and it then, was the next QA. The best QA. Yes. Even was, better than Doug, I Would you say that it was better than Craig's last year? Not last year, last time. Oh, oh uh, way. I would say yes. I think it was funnier. For those it, who weren't here, it's uh, Craig and Danny. Double act, full yeah. length. Yeah, and they did, yeah. and they didn't need questions. I mean, the questions helped keep things moving, yeah, but was it wasn't about it, the questions. It wasn't so much a Q and A as an improvised <laughs> comedy <laughs> show. Yeah, and, and we got an idea. Charles and Charles unplanned. Yeah, we got an idea <laughs> of the mood that they were in and how things were going to go. When after approximately two minutes, Craig, having spotted a man in an electric wheelchair <laughs> moving at quite a speed past him decided to ask this man if he could get out of his wheelchair <laughs> so that he could spend a good five minutes driving around the room at high speed in his Which wheelchair. Was absolutely So, amazing. Craig Charles hijacked a wheelchair. <laughs> I can't play, stress gave, that enough. He gave the man suitable props afterwards. Well, he would have yes. needed props. But, uh, <laughs> 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 Is this what you're like after two days without sleep? Well, yeah, that was that was vague. What else? Oh, yeah, there was a man in high heels. Uh, the, yeah, there was a man in high heels. There was a whole heels. costume section, um, which. <laughs> and that was when we had the second instance of. Oh, uh, un, yeah, oh yeah, I haven't heard unadvi- what Ill, I Ill-advised heard racism. Yeah. Uh, which was well basically they, they end, he asked a question and so they ended up having a bit of a back and forth and they recognised him as the guy and stuff and there had been a point a thing earlier where they were talking about because Danny's going to is it Guadalupe or Guadalupe Guadalupe yeah he's going to Guadalupe uh, to shoot uh, which that sounds quite exciting he's got the third lead role in yeah. a BBC drama that's being shot in Guadeloupe so uh, with Ben Miller yeah. and he didn't name he said there was an actress who's more famous than him but he didn't name her or yeah. more attractive um, than or him. more attractive that's than why him. she was second billing in yeah. his third uh, he didn't name her so I don't know if that's known yet but um, yeah so that was all quite exciting because they were talking about that Danny and Craig were doing uh, mock Caribbean accents and this guy decided to join in at one point uh, he kind of said it. He said a line in this that guy voice. Being the Dwayne Dibley yes, guy. Well, 
Well, and again, know. there was I would no no he just they they they'd kind of done the voices or something and they said something and what, I can't remember what his question was or anything but part of what they were talking to him about was in relation to what they'd been talking about with Danny and he just he blurted out he was basically joining in and Still blurted out own, you know yeah. a sort of you know well a, a, a comedy Jamaican accent basically that was neither comedy nor Jamaican sounding yeah <laughs> well yeah because well there was again there was an initial there was a reaction from Craig and Danny before Craig uh, or either Craig or Danny said what was that are you Welsh um, yeah. and they moved on um, but it was could have been an uncomfortable moment again and especially given that both of them were already aware of the previous night uh, yeah. yeah we did tell Craig Charles. I mean I think, I think in both Craig of those Craig was more amused by the blacking up than anything yeah. he knew that it was it he was, wasn't he, done to offend he was shocked at first and then they kind of sort of understood the context and he was like yeah. ah I get, I, okay, yeah. I get what he's going for yeah. but even so I mean, but I said no I wouldn't say that either instances were somebody <coughs> being actively racist or no, anything it's just, it's just ill-advised and ill-considered ill-advised it's like surely the first thing you think of when you were going to do a doubly thing is I better not black up yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I think for transparency's sake, we should we we should say that there has been an email uh, conversation where we have debated whether John Hall should black up. What <laughs> project we were going to do? That is true. Actually, yeah, we came to the conclusion that no, no, we should. So we had the conversation. <laughs> we had the we conversation. Came to the right conclusion. Yeah. We had the talk. That was for um, Dwarf of North. That never happened. Yeah. <laughs> the great lost GNT project. Well, the lost GNT project. <laughs> we'll do it as a script book. How about a shit script? <laughs> <laughs> or a novel. Oh, yeah. um, so that was Danny and Craig. It was great. I can't remember, well, anything about today. It was really just It was just really funny. And, uh, yeah. Then we had Doug doing some auctions. Yeah. Yeah, he was really good at the auctions. Yeah, I mean, we, we had stuff with Craig and Danny. Well, they the they commandeered it because they were selling the uh, the the prototypes, prototypes of the the uh, you know fancy dress costumes, and they were wearing them both. And Craig just decided to do the whole thing, yeah. and that worked. And that well, that bloody bumped up the price. I mean, that was ridiculous <laughs> what they went for. Well, ridiculous for, for these cost these proof costumes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think partly it was because they'd worn them, and certainly I think because Craig, you know, Craig had properly worn the list when he had the t-shirt on. And there are people who will like the idea of wearing something that Craig Charles has sweated oh, into. The vast majority. You know, of I, I was considering bidding on the Sarah Alexander outfit for much the same reason. Yeah, there's a little uh, strappy you, Chloe. You can borrow it, you know. Well, I'm sure we can go to some arrangements. <laughs> yes. Oh, you bought that, did you? Yeah. But well, again, again we're going to no um, Oh yeah, I, I bought some shit. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but that was weird because you just had that again. You had Craig work in the crowd, and that was pretty funny. I and, did quite like know, the, the but then, then Doug took over, and Doug just kind of did the auction properly and whizzed through it. It was exactly was what was needed though, yeah, because it could have, they had yeah. so much stuff to get through, and yeah. he went through it. Yeah, and it was so funny while doing. And it. he still made a decent amount of money for them. It was yeah. Really yeah. Well, I was talk I was talking to James briefly just before like everything started wrapping up. I said, uh, well, you know, luckily the, the amount of things that can be learnt from this DJ or things to improve probably only be counted on one hand, and one of them is definitely celebrities always must do the auction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they have the power. <laughs> they have yeah. the power. Yeah. In that room. Are we? And I didn't realise um, just how powerful that is because I just thought, look, the quality of the, pro the uh, of whatever has been sold will stand up, and that's mm. what will get the money. But it isn't. It's the way Clearly it's indicated. The way it's, yeah. the way yeah. it's put. Um, so, so you got in? Did you get the Emil Charles outfit from Time Slides? Jez bought basically everything. <laughs> Jez bought the <laughs> single best item I've seen at a DJ auction, yep. which is uh, 
Rimmer's outfit from the end. Yeah. Uh, the is, opening scene of the end, the blue jacket, the shirt. I don't think it had trousers with it, did Everything, it? But it's, the full shabang. Yeah, I didn't even know that, that existed. Amazing. Yeah. I, I, that's I, I the thing. That's the kind of thing. I've that's never just seen that good an item. It's, it's the uh, fact that it's it's not just that it's early series. It's the first it's scene of the first episode. At this point, I think we should definitely point out that that used to be owned by James Bull who yes, actually was an extremely option. kindly yeah. donated and is now donated to the yeah, that's yeah. Right actually was, on another note um, I don't know if you're when was you when, Capsi, when was your first DJ 2003 Coventry yeah he wore it at that one he, he wore did. it really? yeah. so he, he must have bought dress costume he yeah. did yeah and he got disqualified as well yeah I made this uh, and I was quite pleased because I'd been I'd been thinking thinking because there were some back to earth props and it was like uh, you know oh everyone's going to want these it's proper props and yeah, it was one I really wanted and I thought bargain. well I know so I just thought I'll, I'll go up to a certain point I really hope someone else doesn't desperately want it blah, blah, blah. and then so it comes up and even before Doug's had a chance to finish speaking I stick my arm up ten quid and nobody else bids yeah, so I got a price smashers sign well to be honest bargain if, uh, yeah if things are going to go cheap. I'm glad it's to you. I'm glad it's to someone I know. I'm also, I'm also glad you got something called Price Smashes for a very low price. And also, I think the, the auction has balanced itself out. I don't think there's anything. It's not heartbreaking. Well, I say yeah, when, when you've got people paying over a hundred quid yeah. for some things that are going to be on sale for about twenty-five quid in the shops, yeah. and will probably have been improved by the time they get on sale. <laughs> yeah. You want yeah. the, the Caesar costume? Yeah, they're not going to be on sale in the shops. That's the problem. I really? thought they were. They yeah, are. no, Caesar have been coming on the forums and so on and advertising these and, and trying to bring up lots of publicity. But the trouble is, if you go to Caesar and try and register with them, they will only sell the costumes to a registered business. I think they're looking at selling tens to twenties of the costumes. I would have thought you time. could go and get them off Forbidden Planet. No, no. Uh, no. Well, that's they'll ridiculous. sell them to, fo to Forbidden Planet probably, and then they <laughs> at sell some them. point. Yeah. Oh, but, but basically, as individuals, you cannot approach. Well, Caesar. well the they're thing is, factories they're not retailers. They'll be. Yeah. They'll yeah. be but they'll be retail. Well, that's, be retail. Yeah, that's why we've somewhere. got them because they're, they're, they're the samples that they sent yeah, around they to the retailers that they, they sent to us and said, mm. you don't need you them know. anymore. Yeah. Eventually they'll be in stores. Yeah, yeah but, uh, but it's just crazy what they went for. Mainly yeah. going to be fancy dress companies mm. that yeah. they're going to go yeah. to. Yeah. 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 Forbidden Planet don't have a floor space, do they? No, for, Forbidden Planet sell fancy dress costumes. Do they? Yeah, I bought a Street Fighter one from oh. there. They do Ghostbusters ones. They do right. loads. They, when they're packaged up, they don't take much space. They take about they're slightly yeah. bigger than yeah. a t-shirt hanging. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought the scripts because it's thin fabric. Yeah, I thought the scripts went for far less than what they were worth. Agreed. But I yeah. did spend the money on the most expensive scripts. But you managed to get a few But it was back, so it was back reality, wasn't 90, it? 90 quid for first draft batch reality, which is the best 90 quid I've ever seen. Well, that's the and best script that was in the collection well. by miles. Although, yeah, right, a quick yeah. flick through, it looks quite sim close yeah. to the final pro program. Did you know that I've already got it? No. Oh. Well, the first oh, but is it the actual... No, I've got a photocopy. Well, I yeah, think, but yeah, I, I think, think it's more about it's more about the it? item than the content. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think that's fine. Uh, uh, you've not added anything. <laughs> but at the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's fine. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. I haven't got a problem with that. That's that's ninety quid well spent. I accidentally outbid. Well, not outbid. I accidentally drove priced out a small boy using on absolutely everything. He was going to get scenes from the door for a quid. three quid in his pocket <laughs> and <laughs> determined so to buy I, something. I pointed out that the thing's worth, it's very rare and it usually goes for about 30. And by doing this, I then realised what I'd done. So I bought it for him for 30 quid. However, I didn't phrase it quite right. 
Especially when he, he came out as a paedophile. <laughs> the little boy bit a pound. I shouted out, that's worth 30 quid. Doug said, oh, well, you're not letting the boy have something. I said, all right, then I'll bid 30 pound for the boy. <laughs> <laughs> to which his dad sent him over to you. As <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, everyone's got the price. <laughs> I, I did use the word trafficking rather than prostitution on the G&T feed. <laughs> Prostitution was the first draft. Another thing that was quite nice about the auction was Doug bidding on one of the items. Yeah. One of the scripts that came up, one of the Series 5 ones, Doug had never seen it before. Or so he hadn't seen it, he didn't know where it comes. I mean, he must have seen it back in the day, but he hadn't seen it for years. And he was like, I quite like the look of this. Right, I'm going to start the bidding at a fiver. And then <laughs> bid. He didn't bother carrying it on, but it was just quite nice that he did actually bid on one of his own scripts. He was really good. Yeah. He was, he was I think we Doug enjoyed himself. Oh, Good, because I hope he comes back. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. you know, it's, we've not really had much of an opportunity to sort of experience what sort of a person Doug is. We hear like, anecdotal things, yeah, but what is, what is very clear that he is very nice, very approachable. Yeah, and is, is, absolutely. He seems to be he's very completely open to unaware ideas. of how important he is. Yeah. Well, because I, I said much the same thing to him when I went and got my stuff signed. I was yeah. like, you know, I... You try to get into write, writing. You are one of the most inspirational it's figures for me for that, because you, 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 you are a massive yeah. influence. Same here. Red Dwarf is the reason that I work in TV. Yeah, and he just he didn't even seem to realise that he's had that effect. Even though he yeah. must hear it from Andrew all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, well, maybe Andrew does he you respect now. Andrew's opinion? <laughs> <laughs> I did get um, you know, sort of and he's he do, You can well. see a reaction in his face when people say that, and he's he's really bashful about it. He's like, oh, he doesn't you know, realise genuine that as yeah. well. Yeah. We haven't talked about his pilot. Oh, I've got. Oh, I didn't see any of this. Uh, well, it had a slightly dodgy start because I've got to say, I mean, the thing's been said before about if, if there's a major failing in Robin Doug's writing, it's it's women, and opening with a joke about how women cull a man's friends when they get married. Yeah. It's like really. Uh, happened in Duck Soup as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that said, the rest of it was pretty funny. And, um, and the whole gag about the present, yeah, you know, a good dose of yeah. it reminds me of Wally Who actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But of course, the interesting thing about it is his process, and you know, yeah. he's making yeah. the pilot for himself on oh, a camera he bought on a whim. Yeah. Are you going yeah. to point out the bone marrow thing? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was five D. Mike Seymour had a five D, and by the time Doug got his, it was a seven D. Didn't they get to number one with Baby I Want Your Love thing? Yeah. What's um, the bone marrow yeah. thing? Oh, yeah, Pe Pedant's Corner. Uh, Pedant's <laughs> Alcove. Pedant's Alcove. <laughs> In joke. Um, <laughs> because I registered with the Anthony Nolan um, uh, charity some time ago, I, I ran a, a registration session at my office a few years ago. I am now uh, keenly aware that extracting bone marrow is no longer the quite um, uncomfortable uh, hassle hassling process quite worse, it's extremely fucking painful extremely fucking painful way um, no they don't do that anymore it's actually a lot easier oh, I think it's to do with the platelets yeah. well I didn't want to raise it because <laughs> it makes me sound like well, it is well, it is I forgot to tell him when he wouldn't answer the, the question of which rimmer it is yeah. and I've meant, I meant I was like right when you do the signing I'm going to tell him about the GNT theory because then he can use that as an answer in future <laughs> the theory that the rimmer in Back to Earth is the Rimmer from Series 8 brought back as a hologram after dying, but because of the way the holograms work, he's got all the memories of original Rimmer as well as his own, so Rimmer is a composite of the two. Mm, is yes. the, is, yeah, is, but that is, um, should have suggested that. Yeah, but also, I, I agree with you with 
um, Doug's pilot is that I I rapidly got a bit annoyed with the attitudes of women displayed. But yeah. I think it's a case that he he formed those jokes uh, thirty years ago, and, and he's not going to change them now. I suppose. <laughs> um, I did. I, I like the farcical element of though, and as a concept and a cheap, you know, something made on the cheap they look really good. I was struck by the uh, escalator shot actually <laughs> the thing let's do a crane shot by standing on an escalator and end up someone going down yeah. there was oh for fuck's sake I never spotted that <laughs> <laughs> there's something I wasn't entirely clear of Probably, I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention at the moment it was described um, is that the whole thing or did they shot a whole thing no, and made a trailer no, right okay. okay. because the way that it was cut was it I mean it was a trailer but it was a trailer that basically compressed the entire episode was, in sequence it was a quite badly cut trailer well uh, but you know so it was like it was like you because you were getting you had the setup for a joke with the thing with the present and then you had the reveal of the joke immediately afterwards and I couldn't tell if it was just being done as a quick taster and that was the whole thing mm. or if yeah, he had shot a whole half hour thing and then chopped it it wasn't really intended as a trailer for large scale public consumption no, yeah. something that he did for the comedy writers industry wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I want to see it, and it's like, well, fine. Yeah. Uh, didn't I, did I hear Rich's name mentioned? Rich is yes. in it. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Rich is in it. Yeah. He plays Rich Vicar and he does something else. I don't know. I think he was in wow. it because I don't know if he, he worked on it he as well. It, yeah, uh, he so he, so he he's not an actor, he filled in, in a couple of roles. We in should it. probably clarify um, that Rich, by Rich, we mean. P2P, P2P. Uh, going to be in time. A celebrity <laughs> member. Uh, yeah. And also writer of the, the, um, the, the report he's Allard in training basically Allard <laughs> <laughs> in he's a lovely guy he's amazing we like him so yeah just to end that on a positive note about Doug because there was a few negative Doug's really awesome well as I said on Twitter you know you should never meet your heroes unless they're Doug Naylor and there was, ah. you know, uh, that that will go down. I've now got a picture as a background on my phone of the two Dougs, me and my Doug jacket <laughs> with Doug, and that's honestly one of the greatest moments. And like, he has a copy of our book. Yeah. And he has a copy of our book, and he asked us <laughs> to sign it. Yeah, <laughs> I really wanted. And we were going to give him it for free, and he, uh, and his uh, wife insisted on paying for it anyway. Uh, uh, in, really? Yeah, in a bizarre yeah. move, I was banning the stool and managed to flog it to Doug's wife without realising <laughs> it was Doug's wife. <laughs> 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 and, but but yeah, even when it was realised, yeah. they wanted to pay <laughs> yeah, for it anyway. Yeah, she was very happy to pay for it. She praised the site she oh, really, really yeah, that's, um, that was good that, li that little conversation I suddenly realised in what way Doug Naylor consumes our site she's basically has filtered RSS feed yeah she, <laughs> it seems that she she reads the site and relays things to him yeah. is this kind of, of interest? say everything apart from everything I say <laughs> the, the other thing yeah. I wanted to check and I don't know if this is because it is, could possibly go into slightly personal stuff but there were two children with Doug and Doug's wife. Are they their children or? Well, did you not recognise the girl? Well, the girl was the. I was going to say the girl yeah. was the girl from Back to Earth. Yeah. But um, are they related to Doug or I, were they just there with them? I didn't ever get that uh, never the information. I was never introduced. Because uh, what I was <laughs> wondering was, has it turned out that all along the girl in Back to Earth is, is a relative no, of Doug's and possibly I mean, even one of his kids? I get the impression that maybe either family friend or 
family yeah. some description they're, they're just yeah and she came to I mean they seemed a little young to yeah, be his kids they're, they're, yeah. they're clearly friends with whoever the, the parents are and they said oh yeah, yeah take you know take along but it was charge. the girl from Back to Earth wasn't it yeah, I thought yes, it was because yes, yes. the weird thing is that was two years ago and she doesn't look any different well, and I usually thought, kids I, of that age yeah. would look completely well, different well she looked younger than she did in Back to Earth which yeah was quite weird, weird. <laughs> that's why I wasn't quite sure was like that a younger sister or something she's looked really similar back when I met her I said oh excellent you were in the most pivotal scene of the yeah, and then Doug's wife said, "Yes, yes, she was." Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I think this that. is Ian's child trafficking. It <laughs> <laughs> all goes back to Ian's child trafficking. There were more if they've been in the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next item on the agenda: Are we doing anything about the photo shoot? Uh, well, that's a new thing. Carrie and Kieran got photos, but I don't know if anybody asked. Did I did? Uh, oh, did you? I forgot to get one I, yesterday, but I, I got one today. I took a lot of them. Another money making exercise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'll tell you, so, so me, John, I pocketed a pretty penny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't mind telling you that. I think the. Well, it's in my Both things went down well. I didn't encounter. At least, I mean, it's not like I went right, we went was around talking to loads of people who I didn't know, or whatever. I couldn't get a sense of there being any resentment from the people who didn't go in the coffee morning. Because I think it was handled well in terms of. It wasn't a massive deal made out of it. It wasn't like, right, we're doing this now. This is the most just important thing. Away, it was yeah. just, it was mentioned that it was going on, but it was just, right, we're going to do this now. Yeah. There was no, so obviously there was no rubbing, there wouldn't have been any rubbing people's faces in it, but there didn't seem to be anything of people going around going, I can't believe that these people have paid for extra access when everything should be free and the same yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. The, same, same. it's the people who aren't at the convention. Paid for thinking, extra scripts. I did not got them for There yeah. was an awful lot of Sorry. stuff that, um, honestly, in previous years, would have been done really badly, and this year would have done really well. And that, if that had been tried a few years ago, I could have imagined it would what not have been done nearly as well. Another thing I did find amusing was um, people grumbling about there being too much waiting going on at lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> Sat there in the room waiting for something to happen. It's like, it's lunchtime. What makes me laugh is it's like you can't seem to win. It's like you can oh, either yeah. be late or you can't be well, early either. It's like fucking the lag you either way. One of the elements of not being able to win is that it's something that's bothered me for a while actually. Is that it, like as a as a, a fan as an attendee is that all the videos uh, tended to be just DVDs playing through, but for certain points during the weekend we scheduled some rarities and you know. There were a lot of people watching the the videos because yeah, yeah. it was more of a, it wasn't just we've stuck this on to keep you happy yeah, while it, we're it gone. Was, yeah, it was more it you was made a thing out of it. An effort had been put into it and got done. But I saw a tweet, I don't know who it was. Oh, yes. I saw a tweet where someone said, God, is there nothing better to put on than some low-quality outtakes? Do you not realise, right? <laughs> this is a rough cut of the Smeg-Ups tape that is currently being seen by more people than has ever seen it before. Yeah. It's a... F- it's still got the swearing in it yeah. and yeah. stuff. You know? It's got things that you as a Red Dwarf fan have never seen before, but it's VHS quality. <laughs> Can't we just have a DVD to be fair, so? was it explained beforehand what it was? Probably not. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> is the only thing. It was. It was put on. Yeah, I don't think when. You I think some. Pro- maybe, maybe some sort of. I don't know. Maybe some sort of. Um, you know, like uh, on the DVDs, you've got like a little like, like on the deleted scenes, you get like a little explanation of what's going on. What maybe some sort of end cap or something between like. Next and we uh, we finally eighteen months after we were going to got John Hall's face on oh. the big screen yeah. Uh, yeah. with the Barbies, which is a which I missed, but luckily someone took a photo yeah, of that was me. and put it on Twitter. Yeah, so that was thank me. you. Uh, and we also eighteen months after we were originally going to do it 
Spec Specheads. Finally. Could have. I think I had mixed feelings about its placing in terms of. It could have coped with there being a bit more people to have a bit yeah. more of atmosphere. Yeah. On the other hand, it was kind of a perfect thing to have going because it was something actively going on that the fan club were involved in doing. But it was something that people could drift in and out. You didn't need to see the whole thing. You could yeah. drift in and out of it, so people could come and go with the autographs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it actually served that purpose really I think, well. I think it uh, would have obviously. Uh, it was my little baby, so I'm, I'm, it's not a, a neutral opinion. I think it would have stood if I'd have made it a bit tighter. It would have stood up as being. It was no, no, It was it was brilliantly done. The way that it worked, uh, yeah, it, it worked all right. And I think there, there were three things about it that were very, very good, which were a the graphics from yeah. Dave, yeah. not just the graphics, but the way that the graphics were made, uh, you know, to actually react as yeah, it was happening. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wondered if there was going to be any errors. And the only thing that you would count—it was not even really an error. Is occasionally not doing the score thing straight. Yeah, away. and that was basically but nothing. Because yeah, I wondered, is last. a correct dancer going to flash up at the wrong point? And it never did. No, no. Right, this is was, I. I you know, made absolutely um, sure that that was not going to happen because I, I was terrified. Almost at the expense of everything else. That was yeah, the, main thing the that thing I made sure because I know for yeah. fact on, on Photoshop because it was a specific layer. I made sure that layer was was highlighted green. So that if it's green, it ain't ticked. Yeah. So I made sure that before the question was even shown to you, I can actually turn it off. So I can not even I can actually sort it before I even show it as well. Can you can make sure every single? <laughs> no, but um, it's just yeah. Can um, say it's like a brilliant idea to do it with Photoshop players, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I told Andrew that, and Andrew went, "Oh, that's very clever." <laughs> what did uh, oh, Jay Jay said to me? He said he said because you've done it with the he said oh he said I've done it as a Photoshop file. He goes, "Could you have done it as a PowerPoint presentation?" I went, "No." no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh yes, the second thing that was brilliant was Ian's presentation in the script. Yeah, so we won't go on about that too long because he's here. If he wasn't here, I'd be praising it more. Uh, but it, uh, the you're cloning, <laughs> cloning the script of Eggheads and throwing in yeah. some good jokes and just keeping the whole thing running really well yeah, the crowd was, was great. As I, as I said, really well. Well. Although you did say cunt while I was yeah, children in the room. <laughs> and then you realised yeah, straight yeah, away and apologised. And the you third thing know. that was absolutely brilliant was having a music round contested by two people who knew fuck all about music. <laughs> However, we must start to congratulate John Holm when he was yeah. music. So but wasn't it nil-nil up to sudden death? Yeah, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, I, I can't believe I only got Motet because you said um, it's yeah. mentioned in Red Dwarf. Having said that, that's not cheating because you but, also helped the other team. But all, yeah. the, and, and for, all yeah. the questions were mentioned in Red Dwarf. Fair, no one spot that. It should have occurred to you anyway. Yeah. It really, for, really should have done. For those who weren't there, the Smegheads consisted of John, myself, Andrew, James, Bull, and Rich. Uh, and, Rich. Um, and Andrew and James lost their rounds. And the thing was, the, the preliminary rounds... Uh, weren't questions about dwarf directly they were questions about stuff related to dwarf so we lost the two biggest dwarf experts <laughs> for the final round which was about dwarf I, um, I, I, I'm not sure that James didn't throw his <laughs> because how do you not know who Harris he misheard the question Oh. He misheard the question. Yeah. He thought that he hadn't twigged. He wasn't obviously. He didn't catch when you said the questions are relate to dwarf, but aren't about uh, dwarf. Yeah. And he thought he just saw a list of names, well, one of whom had been in Red Dwarf, and I said Richard O'Callaghan. I think one of the problems. Uh, the question was who played Deckard in Blade Runner. I think there was the, the other problem. That I think that obviously because it was eggheads on eggheads, they only normally display the answers. I think what I kind of missed the trick is I should have shown the question as well. Yeah, yeah. that should have been. You know. But then again, um, 
small flaw in something that went particularly uh, But we did win in the end after a sudden death round that dragged on for ages because the questions were insanely really difficult. Finish, so. I uh, it, yeah, and it, good it worked seconds. out well. I was almost hoping you got it wrong because I had a tie-break question. That was good. <laughs> what was the tie-break question? Um, Go for it. Well, I, I can't recall the answer to my head, but the question is how many actors have been credited as appearing in Red Dwarf? Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> From one to Back to Earth. On a similar sort of thread, I think it was glorious that he managed to really piss Ellard off with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ellard. breaking it in Ellard and Jez's round. And yeah. I managed to work out really quickly that the distances I, I, away I, were really I, close as well. Ian, man, I've got one point difference. I have to give you serious kudos for that because I spent, I was, like, I was like seriously struggling. All of a sudden you went, oh, one of them slipped. I was like, how the fuck did you do that? I have a weird thing with numbers. The thing that gets me is I usually hate doing things like that I like watching I hate doing things like that but you really made it a really fun thing to no, do no you did it was it was really good it was and the fact that Andrew yeah, well John John, John played a character quite well as well <laughs> you you did your I'm I'm grumpy John Hoare I don't really know what's going on I'll fuck off thing quite well it's one thing for uh, act floor <laughs> yeah um, yeah so that was Sorry. good fun um, just, and yeah, we, we would. No, so, no it's fine. Don't worry about it. And just, just keep on talking about it. Um, sorry, sorry. Just a little bit of a. I'm not entirely bit sure. Of there, thank you very, very much. much. <laughs> <laughs> very useful. Um, <coughs> again, <laughs> things we've had loads of really good things. My final criticism would be, kind of. There's no closing ceremony of any sort. Just kind of, we, that's I'm it. I'm sure we were going to do we go. But well, um, in all fairness, by that point, the numbers of people around it gets difficult quite a bit, and it was you know to do a big formal closing ceremony would have been largely pointless. It, it does get difficult. Think I think there might have been somewhere yeah. kind of halfway. That works if you've got like say Q and A is the last thing on the on the agenda with with a, with an autograph. You've got people getting the autograph, going right, let's go on, and then you say okay, everyone into the thing for you know ten minutes, you know to to close up. It, it, that seems it, work, yeah. it does but. beat the Rob Grant no show. That's you know <laughs> the absolute nadir. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but no, it was only yeah, minor criticism, point, and yeah. the only reason to say it is the whole weekend was, uh, well, probably the best one I've been to. Yeah, I think I have to. I just have no no, no questions. It yeah. is the best DJ we've had so far. Yeah. So many. We always criticise the annoying things, and there were very few annoying things this year. And most of them had a pudding bowl haircut. <laughs> <laughs> or a Scottish accent and a complete inability to listen to Doug's question. Yes, and a talking rabbit. But let's face it, on reflection, you wouldn't want that to be anything other than that. Yeah. Can I do that again? <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, I think, you know, you wouldn't want that to be anything other than what it was <laughs> I'd, I'd agree with that <laughs> that's not going to make any sense <laughs> well, yeah. you leave that in of me saying that's good to say. Yeah. Yeah. And, and leave and that, that in as well and that bit and that bit and, and that so bit. in conclusion Seb needed to go home an hour ago <laughs> I very much need a drink and something to eat and possibly to die oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so we shall leave you and maybe Hello, love cold. you. And maybe. <laughs> do we do we want to trail the next dwarf cast? Do we know which one we're next putting up? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We've got commentaries to put up. Yes. Yeah. We recorded. It's backwards. It's yeah. backwards. Backwards, backwards will be next. the next one. Uh, 
And at some stage, a review from John of the Series 1 DVD. Yes. Yeah. And don't ah, forget yes, to buy our book if you haven't already. Yes, lunar.com, oh. search for Ganymede and Titan. Are we or just say, get it from the site. Are we going <laughs> to say how many we've sold then? Go on. No. Yeah. Are we not? More than one. Oh, yes. right. More than one, less than 50. 50. <laughs> <laughs> Two. Fewer than But 50. thank you to everyone who's come up <laughs> to us over the weekend and uh, said yeah. nice things about us. Yeah. Our yeah. book. It's fucking giving us far more respect than we deserve. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been all extremely good-natured and fun. Yeah. Yeah. Apart well, from the racism. Yeah. Well, you know, and the child trafficking. Yes. Even that, even that didn't really dampen things. Yeah. No. Yeah, it was an amusing incident. Well, yeah. 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 Very, very, a very, very, very surreal DJ. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the longest goodbye ever. So. Let's... It is, but we're all very tired, very emotional. <laughs> you are a complete and total. <laughs> and so, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.